What would your life be like if you knew you could stand firmly on the covenant path, come what may? My name is Lynette Shepard, and I am here to help you do just that. If you are a Latter-day Saint woman with a desire to brighten your faith as the world grows darker, you are in the right place. Together, let's stand. Hello, hello. Welcome to the brand new Stand with Lynette podcast. I'm your host, Lynette Shepard, and I'm so excited to have you here with me today. This podcast has been a long time in coming. I've been thinking about it for many, many months. So it is so fun to finally be behind the microphone recording and getting something out into the world. Today, what I would like to do is to tell you a little bit about myself so that you can learn a little bit about me, about my story, about why I'm doing what I'm doing here with this podcast, what you can expect moving forward, so you can decide if this is a good fit for you, if this is a place for you, and I hope you decide to stay because I would really love to have you along for the ride. So as I mentioned, my name is Lynette and I live in the Phoenix area with my husband of almost 25 years. We will be married 25 years this year in July. His name is Greg. Together we have five kids who currently range in age from 13 up to 23. We also have a bonus daughter-in-law because my eldest son got married just a few months ago. So that is exciting. We're kind of in a weird stage of life right now where we only have two of our five kids left at home. So there's a lot of goodbyes, there's a lot of changes, a lot of adaptations, big things happening around here, and it's great. It's so much fun. I love being a mom of teenagers. Speaking of teenagers, I have spent the last several years online helping parents with their parenting. I'm a certified leadership parenting coach, and I've been coaching parents and helping them prepare their teens to leave home as confident and competent young adults. So I'm kind of switching gears here with this podcast because I feel called to be in another space, to go in a different direction. And another thing that's really important for you to know about me is that I am a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, which is important because this particular podcast is geared towards women of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, women of all ages who have a desire to stand firm in their faith and strengthen their testimony in these really crazy, confusing, chaotic times in which we live. So as a little bit of background, I'm going to tell you about two pretty major experiences that have happened to me all within the last year or so that have caused me to make a change in my online work from parenting to the space of helping women strengthen their faith. So the first one happened in the year 2021. I don't know about what 2021 was like for you, but for me, it was challenging a challenge of epic proportions, actually, more challenging than any other year that I can recall, at least within the recent past. But I was in the middle of some personal challenges. My family was facing some really challenging things. Some of our kids were navigating new territory that was really hard for them. And I 
was at home and the kids who were struggling were in another state. And so I was having to try to figure out how do I best support them? And and I, there's not really anything I can do to fix that situation, but how can I support them? And so that was super challenging, stacked on top of a pretty big church calling, pretty big Relief Society president calling that I was serving in my ward as a Relief Society president starting like two weeks before the world shut down in March of 2020. So I was trying to figure out how do I be a Relief Society president during a pandemic? How can I support my sisters? How can I lead in these really unprecedented times? So that was kind of a challenge, trying to figure all of that out. I also felt really pulled to start a business because my, my husband is a pediatric dentist and during 2020, his practice was shut down for two months when all the shutdowns happened and we realized we are way more financially vulnerable than I'm comfortable with. And so I felt really inspired and compelled to launch a business and to try to monetize this platform that I had been working on for several years with this parenting stuff that I was doing. And so I got a business plan together with a business coach and I launched this business and it was awesome, but also really overwhelming because I was so new to business. I didn't know what I was doing. I was trying to keep up with deadlines and all this different stuff. I was creating and releasing content and it was a year long program that I had launched to help these parents prepare their kids, their teens to leave home as really confident young adults. And so it started in January of 2021 and went all the way through December of 2021. So all of these things were kind of compounding and I was feeling so, so overwhelmed. And this was just at the beginning of 2021. It was January of 2021. And I was in a place where I felt like I was completely drowning in responsibilities. I was drowning in overwhelm. I was so worried about dropping all the balls and letting everybody down. And so I'm like holding my life together by a thread, it felt like, but there was not really anything that I could take off my plate. It was a calling. It was my family. It was a business that I had just launched. I couldn't bail out at this point, nor did I want to. I wanted to be able to figure out how do I balance all this stuff? And so it was the first fast Sunday of 2021, January of 2021. And I was pondering and fasting about this question that I asked the Lord that day. Heavenly Father, how can I do all of these things that you are asking me to do? There are so many big things. It feels so heavy. It feels like too much. I don't know how to do it. So how can I do all this? Well, I was thinking about that question during the sacrament that day. And out of the blue, I had a really clear thought that caught me off guard. And it was this, Lynette, it is not about what you do. And I just was kind of taken aback by that. And I thought, well, if it's not about what I do, then what is it about? Because I have to do all these things. And that's why I feel so overwhelmed. And so I asked that follow-up question to the Lord, and I didn't get an immediate response. So I came home from church that day, and I sat down on my computer, and I typed the word, or I went to the church's website, and I typed the word do into the search bar, just so I could maybe figure out what what's the Lord trying to teach me here. And a list of resources came up and several conference talks and such. And so I just started reading. And 
One of the first talks that I read was a talk that was given by John C. Pengree in 2017. And in this talk, he was talking about Mother Teresa. And he there was a quote in that talk from Mother Teresa that just was like light shining down from heaven for me. And he talked about how a reporter was interviewing Mother Teresa, asking her about her life's mission to help the poor. She told the reporter, this is God's work. I am like a pencil in his hands. He does the thinking. He does the writing. The pencil has nothing to do with it. The pencil has only to be allowed to be used. And that quote just kind of stopped me in my tracks. And I thought, well, maybe the Lord's trying to teach me that it's not about what I do. It's about what he could do through me. And the more I kind of processed that, the more sense it made. And the more I realized that if this is God's work, if I'm a pencil in his hands, then he can carry the weight of his work. But I didn't know exactly what that looked like. I didn't know how to hand over all of this stuff that was making me feel overwhelmed. It felt just so like mythical and not reality. I didn't know how to do it in a practical way. But it felt like that was the direction that I needed to move. And so I was trying to figure that out. And right around the same time, Brooke Snow was launching a coaching program. And I thought this was perfect timing because I felt like I really needed more practical tools to help me manage my life without feeling so overwhelmed. So I signed up for this coaching program and Brooke taught me how to set up habits and routines and things in my life that would help me feel less overwhelmed. And it was things like getting enough sleep, limiting my intake of sugar, spending an hour every morning without a screen, doing 10 minutes of meditation every day, moving my body a certain number of steps, little things, practical things. And alone, like doing any of those things alone didn't sound like a lot. It wasn't a huge investment of time or energy. And I didn't even know, like, how are these things going to help me feel less overwhelmed? But I was committed. I was all in. I needed something. And so I did all of these things, all these fundamentals every day or almost every day for consistently over several months. But after a few weeks, I just sat back and I thought, you know what? The overwhelm is gone. I am not feeling like I'm drowning anymore. And nothing in my life had changed. I still had all the same responsibilities. I still had the calling that I was trying to to navigate and figure out. I had my family situation that in some ways had gotten more challenging and more intense. I had the business that I was trying to keep up with and just life in general in a really tumultuous year. But I wasn't feeling overwhelmed. I was feeling equal to the task. I was feeling like I could show up for my people every day without losing myself. I felt really empowered by doing all of these things. And I just thought, okay, like this is significant that I may be on to something. I may be on to something here because I thought back to that experience that I had 
with the spirit back in January, where the Lord told me it's not about what what you do. It's about what I can do through you. And as I put effort into these practical daily things, I had so much more to give. I had so much more energy. I had so much more mental space to be able to receive inspiration, to be able to be that pencil in the Lord's hands. So that was significant experience number one, where I learned that practicality and spirituality, they are one. They are inextricably connected. And those practical daily things open up the door to spirituality, open up the door to making connections with the Lord and being able to serve in a higher, holier way. So that's experience number one. Experience number two happened a few months later. This was near the end of August in 2021. School was just kind of starting to get underway. And I don't know if if any of you recall this, but around that time, things in the church were kind of tumultuous for a while. And the church leaders, prophet and some other church leaders were responding to some things that were going on in the world. And uh, President Nelson, first of all, said some things that made some people angry and upset. And his name was dragged through the mud online. And then just a short time later, a week or two later, Elder Holland, who is one of my very favorite apostles of all times, he always just speaks to my soul, He gave a talk at BYU to the faculty and staff before the school year started, which caused a huge uproar. A lot of people didn't like what he had to say. They were struggling with some of the words that he said, and then his name was immediately dragged through the mud online. And I do a lot of work online, and so I made the mistake of reading some comments on some some Facebook posts around this time that related to both President Nelson and Elder Holland, respectively. And I was deeply, deeply affected by what I saw for whatever reason. All of these negative, angry, hateful, hurtful comments directed towards two men whom I loved and respected just added this heaviness to my heart that I couldn't shake. And I do a lot of praying while I am moving, while I'm hiking, while I'm walking, while I'm cleaning my house. I find that I listen, I'm able to hear the spirit better when I am in those places. And so this particular day, I was on a hike and I was just pouring out my heart to the Lord and telling him all of my worries and concerns about what was happening in the church at this point in time and how sad it made me to to have so much divisiveness and anger, um, especially directed towards these men whom I loved and respected. And I was almost to the top of the mountain and I can tell you exactly where I was when I had this really clear thought. And it was this, Lynette, I need you to help women stand. And I was like, Okay, um, what exactly does does that mean? You know, I, I was just talking to the Lord about all the stuff going on with on the, within the church, and he said, I, I need you to help women stand. I'm like, oh, okay. So I got to the top of the mountain, and normally there's a lot of people 
on the trail. There's a lot of coming and going. There's a lot, there's usually several groups of people just kind of lingering at the top. Usually I don't linger at all. I get to the top and I go back down. But this day, because there was nobody there, there was hardly anybody on the trail at all. And I had just had this, this random thought pop into my mind that I wanted to explore and try to figure out what's the Lord trying to tell me here. So I decided to linger at the top of the mountain and do my daily meditation up there. And so I kind of sat on a rock away from the middle of the action, just in case more people came up there to the top. And I sat down and closed my eyes and started to meditate. And almost immediately, I had the most profound spiritual experience of my life, hands down, no comparison. And It's too sacred for me to give you the details of right here, right now in this space, maybe someday. I will talk a little bit more in depth about what happened. Um, But basically, the Lord just handed me the next step in my journey and showed me what he needed me to do and why it was important. And if you'll recall, at this time, it's August of 2021, I am still in the middle of creating this parenting program for these this small group of women that I was working with throughout all of 2021 through December, and it's August. And I was creating content as I was releasing it to them. So I had this whole parenting thing going and this direction that the Lord handed me essentially on a silver platter had nothing to do with parenting and everything to do with strengthening women in the church, helping them to be more grounded in their faith, helping them to brighten their light so that they would be able to arise and shine forth. That was a significant experience that combined with the other experience I talked about where I learned how practical and spiritual things are so connected. That is why I am doing what I'm doing here with this podcast, because I want to help you to see how to strengthen yourself so that you can strengthen your family against everything that is coming. If you have listened to President Nelson over the past few years since he has been the prophet, maybe you have heard the urgency in his voice like I have. Every time he gets up to speak, I'm like on the edge of my seat just waiting. What's he going to say? It always feels like it's backed by this urgency. Back in April of 2020, he said, why do we need such resilient faith? Because difficult days are ahead. Rarely in the future will it be easy or popular to be a faithful Latter-day Saint. Each of us will be tested. The Apostle Paul warned that in the latter days, those who diligently follow the Lord shall suffer persecution. That very persecution can either crush you into silent weakness or motivate you to be more exemplary and courageous in your daily lives. Close quote. We are seeing this today. We are living it today. We are seeing persecution directed towards the church, and we are seeing persecution from within the church. And how will we handle that as women of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints? How will we handle the persecution? Will we allow it to crush us into silent weakness? Or will it motivate us to become more exemplary and courageous in our daily lives? I 
have a great desire to strengthen those women who want to be more exemplary and courageous in their faith. We know that the world will not glide peacefully toward the second coming. We are seeing some of that tumultuous stuff that's happening in the world. I believe that will become more intense. It's not going to go away. There are lots of things that have to happen before the Savior comes again. And when we look at all those those crazy things that, that have to happen to fulfill all of this prophecy that we have in the scriptures and from our modern day prophets, it can feel really scary. We can look at that and think, oh my gosh, how am I going to make it through all of that? How will I protect myself? How will I protect my family? How will we all emerge with faith still intact after all of this happens? And I cannot promise you that I have all of the answers to all of the complex issues that we are facing today. I can promise you, in fact, that I won't. I don't have all the answers, but we have words from prophets that that tell us how we can protect ourselves. We have words from the scriptures that tell us how we can protect ourselves. We can set up habits and routines and patterns in our lives and invest into our spirituality on a daily basis. And that's what it's going to take to protect ourselves and our families against everything that is coming. But sometimes I feel, I've felt this a lot in the last several months, sometimes I feel that there's not a lot of unity, there's not a lot of support for believers, even sometimes within the church. And we will talk about this at a later date, so I'm not going to elaborate too much on that right now, but I want to create a space that is safe for those people who really have a desire to believe and to support the prophet and the leaders of the church and to be obedient, even when it's not really the popular thing to do, even when there are other members of the church who are not doing these things or who may be mocking and persecuting those who are. I have seen this in the last few months. And I want to create a safe space because I think that we need each other. We need each other as women. We need the support that we can offer each other. We need allies and friends to help lift us through this latter-day confusion. That doesn't mean that we all have to have the same backgrounds. That doesn't mean we need to have the same life experiences or views on social or political issues. It doesn't mean that we need to have the same level of faith or the same level of conversion. It just means that we have to have a desire to truly believe, a desire to open the circle, to listen to each other, to honor individual stories and paths. Abraham Lincoln famously said, a house divided against itself cannot stand. If that is true, we have some work to do in the church because there is not unity across the board on a lot of things. But I want to create a community of women within the church who are united in our efforts to come unto Christ, to share our light, to prepare ourselves and our families 
so that we can navigate whatever's coming with faith and with peace and with hope and with joy. We live in a fallen world. We live in a world where confusion, strife, turmoil, darkness seems to be multiplying at an exponential rate. But light is stronger than darkness, and we are women of light. Jesus Christ himself has called us to arise and shine forth, that our light may be a standard for the nations. He is the light that we carry, and we, like Esther of old, were born for such a time as this. A time of commotion and contention, a time of division, a time when the love of many shall wax cold and many hearts will fail. But it is also a time when the Lord pours out his spirit upon his handmaids, you and me. A time when we have the privilege of participating in the long foretold gathering of Israel. A time when the veil can be so very thin. Although we live in tumultuous times, we have the power, the capacity within us to stand for truth, to stand firm and steadfast, to stand and hold our light for all the world to see. If that is something that you want, you are in the right place. Come learn with me how to do that, how to increase your faith, how to strengthen your conversion, how to apply practical principles in your day-to-day life that will increase your capacity to do more, to juggle hard things well, to be able to prepare yourself and your family for everything that's coming. You do not have to have perfect faith to be here. Absolutely not. We are all on a journey. We are learning together. But if you have a desire to learn, to work, to believe, come stand with me. With that in mind, I've written a manifesto which details my vision for this podcast moving forward, as well as the community of women I am working and hoping to gather. So I'm going to read it now. And if it resonates with you, I invite you to join me on this journey. We are covenant women who stand. We stand armed with the light of Christ, the light of preparation, the light of our covenants, the light of truth, the light of humility, and the light of each other. Our individual and collective light gives us the courage to arise and shine forth through the darkness and confusion that gather around us. We stand with our eyes on the horizon, looking steadfastly toward the day when the Savior will come again, and preparing ourselves and our families for that time. Though the world is and will continue to be in commotion, we cling to the Lord's promise to pour out His Spirit upon His handmaids in the days preceding the second coming, our days. We feel the truth of that promise as we faithfully seek to hear Him, and He in turn speaks to our minds and hearts. We strive to stand in holy places and be not moved. In doing so, we learn to let the world go and seek for the things of a better. As we loosen our grip on the world and strengthen our relationship with Christ, we can better find peace, confidence, and joy despite the intensifying storm. 
Though we are learning line upon line and do not have all the answers to today's complex questions, we stand with God's ordained prophets, seers, and revelators. We believe the Lord reveals his secrets to his servants, the prophets, and therefore it is wise to follow their lead. When we have questions about prophetic counsel, we choose to take our concerns to the Lord with faith that he will bless us with further understanding and light. Because we are working to be steadfast, immovable, and firm in a world of shifting values, we seek to gain a bedrock understanding of the doctrine of Christ. As our understanding deepens, so does our ability to detect deception, raise a sin-resistant generation, access the power of God through our covenants, and express our beliefs with confidence and compassion. We stand in a world of contention without contending. Conflict is inevitable, contention is a choice, and we choose charity instead. Charity for those who struggle in any capacity, for those whose testimonies are solid, and for those whom the Lord has called to lead us through this tumultuous time. We believe practicality and spirituality are inextricably connected because all things are spiritual unto the Lord. Therefore, we strive to establish and maintain habits that support our minds, bodies, and spirits. With supportive patterns in place, we feel more grounded, allowing us to stand more firmly and joyfully against life's storms. Come as you are and stand with us. We can accomplish infinitely more together than we possibly could alone. Together we can lift each other to higher ground until we all stand firmly on the covenant path. And then, like a city set on a hill, our collective light will be a beacon for the world. There you have it, my friends. Did that resonate with you at all? If so... I invite you to download your free copy of this manifesto so you can hang it on your mirror or somewhere in your house, put it where you see it, and read it and embrace it and live it. You can get your copy on my website at lynetteshepherd.com or I'll throw a link in my Instagram profile as well at Lynette Shepherd. Thank you so much for being here with me today. I look forward to seeing you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for spending a few minutes with me today. If you are ready to dive in deeper and join the stand movement, find me on Instagram at Lynette Shepard. That's two N's, two P's, and an A-R-D, or at lynetteshepard.com. If you like what you heard today, please consider sharing the show with a friend or leaving us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. That works wonders in helping us to find the people that we can help. Thank you again. And remember, you were born to stand. See you next time.